Well, welcome into the shoebox here at Monmouth Roseville High Schools. We have the final regular season game. That sounds crazy to say for both ball clubs tonight, the Monmouth Roseville Titans and the Abingdon Avon Tornadoes. The Monmouth Roseville Titans at 23 and 6, the A-Town Tornadoes at 18 and 12 uh, as both preparing for the postseason. A-Town will have a quarterfinal game on Monday night at home. The Titans have a semifinal lined up for Monday. I'm Sean Temple alongside Ethan Sikorsky. How you doing, Ethan? I'm good. Maybe I'm a little biased but I'm in the shoebox, so I'm happy. So uh, it's a good night tonight. Uh, final final game of the regular season. That still just sounds weird to say. We were just, you and I were just discussing the uh, Macomb Western Holiday Tournament seats. It seems like just two weeks ago. I felt like last week I was talking, you sitting at the table there, courtside over at Brophy Hall, but I, or not Brophy, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. You know, who knows, man? <laughs> the Titans at uh, 23 and 6, they've won five of their last six. They went hit a little lull there uh, at the beginning, towards the middle, uh, beginning to middle of January, where they lost uh, three of five since that time, since January 20. 23rd, they won five of their last six, including two in a row. A uh, impressive win over Orion on senior night on Monday night, 60 to 27, and also on Farmington on Saturday, 63-37. That was all following a uh, big loss to Sherrard that ended up giving Sherrard the Three Rivers Conference West Division title. The Titans ended up finishing second, just a game behind Sherrard. So uh, nice bounce back after that loss to Sherrard last Thursday. Yeah, it was a tough loss, but uh, you know it's, it's promising to see them come back and, uh, and and you know play their kind of basketball again. Uh, hopefully, Sherrard's an opponent that they're going to see in the future, and uh, hopefully they have a little revenge on their uh, on their our palate is what I'm trying to find. The uh, Tornadoes, on the other hand, have alternated wins and losses all the way back to January 16th against uh, they took they took on Quincy at the Lion I West shootout on January 16th, then played later that day at the LTC tournament. Long day for the Tornadoes back on the 16th, but they've alternated wins and losses since then. They're coming off a win last night. They just played last night too. This is a big three-game week for Coach Dugan. He's not real thrilled about that, uh, but they got a nice win over Stark County, 57 to 22. This is the Mammoth, uh, the uh, Kellogg Printing. Pre-game show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated has been on the public square in Mama since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Ethan and I broadcasting from the Vic Royce Furniture Broadcast booth. Quality furniture at an affordable price. Located in Monmouth, Illinois. And the game powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. I got a chance to talk to both head coaches. We'll come back with my interview with Brent Dugan, our Security Savings Bank uh, pre-game interview with A-Town coach Brent Dugan in 30 seconds. Welcome back to the WREM pregame show. Joining on the pregame show, I got head coach of the A-Town Tornadoes, longtime friend of the station. I'm used to I'm used to you being on this side of the mic and not that side of the mic as much for as much as we work together on the air. Mr. Brett Dugan, how you doing, coach? I'm doing fine, Sean. Yep, I kind of missed that a little bit, but uh, obviously with the weather the way it is, I'd much rather be inside coaching than doing uh, commentating outside at Monmouth College, for example. Season's regular season, let me rephrase that, the regular season coming to a close tonight, uh, and then it's time to start gearing up for the postseason. Uh, what, do you, what, what, do you, what do you want out of tonight? Well, it's one of those things I want, I'm going to look as this more as a uh, practice, bona fide practice, and kind of use it as that. I always talk to Coach Weber about it, not to make any excuses. I, I told him he's got to do what he needs to do. He's got a little bit different situation. He doesn't have a game on Saturday like we do, and this will be the fourth game this week, and I kind of want to rest some legs yet see some things and honestly I'm still looking for that seven, eight, ninth person to maybe step up and you never know when you might need them for a couple minutes here or there to just kind of borrow time against you know in the first half when you're in foul trouble or whatever the case may be so that's kind of what I'm looking at tonight and, and kind of make our final pr preparation for Saturday and, and hopefully Monday and, and on, on into the postseason. 
Well, it's two teams that historically get after it on defense. The last thing you want is some, you know, eye poke or maybe roll an ankle or something. That's the last thing you want tonight. Or concussion protocol, the way that is. That, 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 that'll take seven days away from you so quick. And I know, like, on the other side, Mariah's kind of battled that this year, middle of the season. And what had happened with Monmouth Roseville, they kind of lost a couple games during that stretch and period of time. It's, you know, she's very valuable to this Monmouth Roseville team, and I, I know that, and I've always told Weber that over the past year, um, what she does for their defense. And, you know, you take a person out of the lineup like that, now you got to find that replacement or whatever. So it's, it's I know he's looking at it the same way, but he's just got another couple more days of, prep, of preparation for his season, his postseason starts. I think you've done this before because I was going to segue right into important players, and you already brought up the term important players. You got a chance to honor uh, somebody that, as a broadcaster, as a high school sports broadcaster, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching play for the past four years. Brooke Peeper, you got a chance to honor her for some, some of her incredible achievements the other night. Well, when you got a Brooke Peeper on your team, and I said this in awards banquet last year, I said everybody needs a Brooke Peeper on their team. Well, yeah, no duck out. She's, she's 6-1. But it's how she goes about her daily work and her off-season work. And, and she got honored basically last night with over 1,000 points, which, you know, a lot of kids that do that, a lot of players out there. But then you get 1,000 rebounds in your career. That's also something else. She's had 28 rebounds in a game this year. Those kind of numbers just don't fall into your lap. you got to work hard at those things. And like I said, last night was kind of a special proud coach moment for me to give her that basketball and, and not only talk about the 1,000 points, but also talk about the 1,000 rebounds, which, yeah. like you said, is a rarity. Exactly. I mean, you're 6'1", you're going to get your points. Rebound's a whole other issue. Rebounding is its everybody, every coach says it, every every pundit says it. It's 80% It's eighty percent effort. Yeah, and it is. And it's the uh, Dennis Rodman back in our day, right, that, that uh, we watched him get a purely effort. He had a, a smidge of talent, too, but he was just long, and he, and he got all those rebounds, and, and he got them on effort. And, you know, I, I would sometimes, Brooke would probably attest to this, too, that I challenge her effort from time to time. But uh, I will tell you this, it didn't just fall in her lap. And, and the other part of that is we were, I was going through the stats when we kind of got to the final numbers. And on, on the day she did those things, and there's a lot of times she had more rebounds, she had points, which think about that for just a minute. But, yeah, there's there many nights where she had more rebounds, she had points. So, again, she's been great for our program, and it, it was good to honor her last night. And she's so unselfish. She had 1,000 points. She could probably have had about 1,500 or 2,000 if she just shot the ball just a just a smidge more. Yeah, she's she's. Uh, I think she's at the fourteen hundred mark now, which she got that you know the thousand points about right before Christmas, and she tallied on that obviously. But you're right, she probably could break this all-time school record for points, and she's going to push it anyway. Uh, that's what Maddie Jones owns, and and that's a that's a household name over in Avenue, right, Maddie Jones. But uh, that'd be a nice achievement as well if she got that number. But like you said, she kind of is unselfish too much. It's a good chance to go against your good buddy, Scott Weber. I know you guys are good friends, and, and uh, sometimes that doesn't happen along the sideline. Coach Weber could attest to that this year. <laughs> and he was looking forward to the he, – he hates it being the last regular season game. You've already talked about it. Just too much at stake right now. But it'll still be fun to uh, look down and, and see Coach Weber down there. Oh, there'll, there'll be a little bit of jostling back and forth between the two of us. And, and 
I'm sure it'll continue to the golf course over the spring and summer months. But uh, yeah, I enjoy coming over here, and and, I, and obviously I don't enjoy playing against his teams because they're always uh, very intense, very uh, physical. Well, same could be said for yours. Well, exactly. I think I think he would probably say the same, and and I'm looking forward to tonight in that aspect. I'm also looking forward to getting some more players involved in tonight's game. Like I said, we're kind of our eyeballs more on Saturday night than tonight. Um, no excuses aside, we'll still compete. We'll still do what we need to do. And in the end, we're looking at Saturday night more so than, than what we're uh, doing for a Thursday against Mom Throwsville. All right, Coach. We'll talk to you afterwards. Then we'll talk about Saturday. All right. That sounds good to me. Thanks a lot, Sean. Head Coach Brett Dugan with the A-Town Tornadoes. We'll be back here on the pregame show. All right, starting lineups being announced now for the Mammoth Roseville Titan. Lights are out. The spotlight is on, and we'll give you starting lineups here in just a bit. First, we get our keys to the game, brought to you by Robert Thompson Trucking. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. I'm Sean Temple alongside Ethan Sikorsky. Ethan, what is the, what's the keys to the Titans getting a win tonight? You know, this is what everybody tunes in for, right? This is the biggest part of the broadcast. <laughs> you know, I got all the pressure on my shoulders. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's coming out on a big, on a, on a good start. You know, you're playing on your home court here probably for the last time this year uh, in front of your home fans. So it's coming out to a good start. Just taking care of the basketball today. Sounds like a recipe for success for uh, the Mama Throwsville Titans. Your referees tonight as we get ready to jump center. Your eyes on the game for tonight are brought to you by Eye Care at Mammoth and Gelsworth. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Eye Care. Mammoth area McDonald's starting lineups now hiring. Check to see what openings are available at your local McDonald's. Jumping center is Brianna Woodard and Brooke Peeper. Starting for the Tornadoes, and a double jump there. It comes down to the Titans. They win the tip. Brooke Peeper, a six-foot-one senior. A, a Alexa Hunter, former Mammoth Roseville uh, athlete here. She's a senior at, uh, at A-Town this year, 5'8 senior for uh, Alexa Hunter. Uh, Emma Gunther, a five-foot-three sophomore. Taylor Ford, a five-foot-two sophomore. And Sydney Emmerich, a five-foot-ten senior. 1-3-1 one, one there. Is that a 1-3-1 one, one defense that the Tornadoes come out in? Yeah, the Titans turn it over. First first turnover of the ball game. I'm going to attempt to keep the turnovers again tonight. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. For the Titans, they'll start Tatiana Taliba, a sophomore. Maddie Gillen, a senior. Mariah Reading, a senior. Brianna Woodard, a sophomore. And Carmen Houston, a junior. They paint into Brooke Peeper. She's guarded. Doubled down by uh, Maddie Gillen. And Brianna Woodard. Woodard's going to pick up the foul on the drive by Peeper. She gets a ton of free throws, does Brooke Peeper. Not quite as many as Carmen Houston. Nobody in the area has got many free throws as Carmen. He's 143 free throws for Carmen Houston. See, uh, is there a state record that we can look up? <laughs> oh, man, that's a ton of free throws. Brooks is a 62% free throw shooter. Makes the first one. Tornadoes draw first blood. I want to say, I got to look at I got to look at last year's stats. I think she probably had more last year. I can imagine so. This is the second one of those people. One out of two. Our first free throw sponsored by Farm King, the family store with more since 1959. And getting in the passing lane for the Tornadoes was Emma Gunther. Tips it out of bounds, so it's Titan ball on the side. Ooh, dangerous pass inbounds to Tommy Baja. Guarded by Alexa Hunter. Back into that 1 3 1. We'll see how they attack it. How do you attack a 1 3 1, coach? You got to get a 2 1 2 kind of look going almost like an X if you looked at it from the very top. You got to get two guards at the front, two guards uh, down low, and then a post working in the middle. Foul on the A-Town Tornadoes along the baseline there. It goes on Emma Gunther. It's the first foul for the Tornadoes. 
Titans inbound, a little, little lethargic here. I think the Titans out of the game. It's, it's understandable, although the, the Tornadoes have come out with some, some energy here. City Hemrick's gonna draw a foul as she closes out on the perimeter on the Titans. I'm just kind of feeling things out here. I think they're they're ready for the postseason. I think yeah. I mean, they, they don't want to overlook A Town, of course, obviously not. But they are ready for the postseason, man. And I can guarantee you, both teams are. You know, as Carmen Houston makes that layup there. But uh, this is a great game, uh, honestly, for A Town to get ready for the playoffs. Because what yep. better way to uh, end your regular season by playing one of the best teams in the area? Driving in as uh, Carmen Houston scored on the Titans end, and driving in the well, layup was Alexa Hunter. Carmen uh, Houston tried to draw the charge there. Didn't I got, uh, I've done some college games here lately. There's attacking the baseline to Maddie Gillen. I've done some college games lately, and though the college has the old flop rule in there. I've got that, uh, I've got, I've had to experience that the last couple of weeks with the they flop rule, a, I like it, man. They got the flop rule and the, yes. uh, the semi-circle, don't they? Yes, the whole <laughs> thing, man, the whole package. Gillen misses the shot, and Woodard misses the rebound. Put back, and I think Carmen Houston is gonna draw a foul. That'll be her first. I don't know if, I don't know. It seemed like Carmen had position, and I think yeah. Weber thinks the exact same thing. I, I don't know. Interesting. I didn't get that one, yeah. I didn't get that one at all. So they inbound it in the backcourt. Tightens a little, little pressure here in the backcourt. Hunter, ooh, nearly, nearly over and back there. Top of the key is Taylor Ford, sophomore. She draws a foul. Well, a bunch of whistles here early on. We got 5.53 left in the first quarter. And that's our fifth foul already. Yeah, that's a, a lot of foul calls early on. That I actually almost thought he was going to call an illegal screen there, but I uh, ended up calling a hold on Tatiana. Yeah, they got two fouls up on the board on Carmen Houston. Did I miss one there? Yeah, I must. I think I gave one to Brian Woodard because Carmen's off the floor. Yeah, so that must have been the been first the one to foul. Carmen then. That's what I thought. I had Brian Woodard because Brianna Woodard. was guarding her, so yeah. I would think. I don't, maybe the board's wrong. I hope it is. Well, and I thought it was too, but then the coach pulled pulled Houston out. Surely somebody at the scorer's desk has, has told him it's, it's two. I know when I, yeah. long, the many times I've said at the scorer's desk, somebody gets two this early, the two fingers go out to the coach as quickly as possible. <laughs> hey, that's my job during the varsity game. I'm glad you, I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> exactly. I did it for a long time doing PA. I, I wouldn't even wait for the scorekeeper. I'd just do, I'd stick two out as a PA guy. <laughs> 3-2 Tornadoes here with a, with 5.30 to go first quarter. Skip pass into the corner to Gillen. Three balls, block. Goes right to Brianna Woodard. She misses the shot. Brianna Woodard with the follow-up of her own miss. And she's on the board. 4-3 Mammoth Roseville. Good stick to -itiveness. Yeah, this, uh, I'm excited to watch uh, Brianna Woodard going against Peeper. This should be a good matchup. Yeah, it'd be a good lesson for the sophomore Brianna Woodard for sure. Hunter go, drives in, misses the shot, tips her own shot back out into Peeper. She's doubled and scores. Brooke Peeper, tough shot by Peeper. She was just hung on by a couple of Titans there. I could have easily had a nice three-point play. Uh, nice little golden touch around the rim, huh? Gillen into Killy. Malia Killy in the ball game now. Driving is Tatiana Taliba. She will draw a foul. Lots of fouls here early on. Yep, a lot of contact. Nah, referees are just kind of calling it all right now. Ford is going to draw that foul, not Peeper. I thought Peeper might uh, get that on, must have been on the on the body, not the block shot there. Ford must have been riding Tatiana Taliba down the lane. It's first shot to go for you uh, Monmouth Roseville fans. The Taliba name is probably sound pretty familiar. 
Yeah, her brother uh, Quincy Talibai graduated, what, three years ago? Two years ago, somewhere around there? <laughs> just make me feel old, man. I've covered a lot of Quincy's ball games. Missed free throw by Talibai. Titans almost secured the rebound, but bringing it down the floor is the uh, acting point guard here, Brooke Peeper. Oh, nice pass from Peeper to Hunter. Goes through Hunter's hands, but she regathers it, and layup is no good by Ginther. A little pull-up jump shot just outside the lane. 5-5. Five, five. Reading to Gillen and tipped away on the run is Alexia Hunter and layup is good. They, She's got uh, four. They've come out ready to go. They're, uh, oh. they're taking it right to Mama Rose. I like it. I'm going to guess we're going to have either a timeout or something at the quarter here where Coach uh, Weber's going to have one of those spirited <laughs> timeouts. Yeah. Malia Kelly from the free throw line. I like that mid-range shot from Malia. Yeah. We haven't seen that enough. I, I enjoy that. And stolen away in the backcourt, in the front court for A-Town. It's Talibah from behind. They're going to say it's out of bounds. No foul. In comes uh, Lexi Finnegan. It's going to get exciting now. Lexi brings a lot of energy. Yes, she does. She fouled out on senior night. I gave her some grief after the game when we were talking to the seniors on the postgame. I was like, you fouled out on senior night. She's like, I had to get a foul. They were looking to get some kids in, so she literally just hip-checked an Orient player to get her fifth <laughs> foul. <laughs> Gilly this time misses the baseline jumper, but it comes right back to her somehow, and she misses the shot. She'd like to have that one back. Might have rushed it a little bit. Here comes the Tornadoes quickly up the floor. Three balls, short. Good hustle by the Tornadoes to get the rebound. They're going to say she was out of bounds after getting the rebound. 7-7 with 3.23 to go. Tornado's 18 and 12. I got, uh, I got off to a good start, hit a lull there right before Christmas, and they've played some pretty good basketball, especially through the uh, through the uh, Beerstown tournament and then through the most of the month of January, played pretty good basketball. Finnecum, Lexi misses the putback. Now leaking out is Sidney Emmerich. Shot is good, finds the rim and the glass. Timeout taken by Coach is. Scott Weber. Here comes. Here comes the spirited timeout, probably. 2.56 left to go here in the first quarter. We got some Abingdon Avon sponsors that jumped on the uh, broadcast for uh, for A-Town games this year. Thanks to those folks. Keep your head in the game and looking good. Get to the Charm Center in Abingdon. Whether you need a quick trim or a whole new look, Diana and Jen can get you looking your best. Make your appointment today at 462-2292 or stop by at 108 East Meek Street in Abingdon. I always say this. If Diana and Jen can do something with this, they are definitely some miracle workers. I'm telling you. <laughs> cool Beans Coffee Lounge for a quick, for a great cup of coffee. The Scoop Ice Cream Parlor with 150 rotating flavors. I do like ice cream. And Heartland Deck and Fence and Abingdon are proud supporters of A-Town Athletics. Here's to a great year from Cool Beans Coffee Lounge, the Scoop Ice Cream Parlor, and Heartland Deck and Fence. Both teams back on the floor following the Tickham's Electric timeout. Give me a good big old couple scoops of ice cream and let them try to their magic on this lack of head of hair I have. And the shot missed by Brianna Woodard, challenged by Peeper. Peeper wins that battle. Yeah, this will be a this will be a good, good, good learning curve here for Brianna Woodard taking on the veteran Brooke Peeper. Yeah, you always hear all the time about people who uh, learn from uh, opposing players. This is a good chance for Brianna Woodard. Emma Gunther drills a three-pointer. That makes it 12 to 7 a town with 2.27 to go here in the first quarter. You know, Gunther. I haven't seen uh, the A-Town girls play at all. 
but I know Brent and Dugan very well, and I knew for a fact that they were going to come in ready to go. Absolutely, yeah. They, the uh, baseline jumper is missed by Brianna Woodard. Peeper with the rebound out to Hunter. Alexia Hunter gets the, ooh, boy, that looked like it might have been pretty clean, but she's going to go to the free throw line. Hunter's going to go to the free throw line. The foul's going to go on. Maddie Gillen, yeah. Maddie Gillen is going to draw the foul. So that's the, third, the uh, fourth team foul on Mammoth Roseville. I missed one on Tali on First free throw is good by Lexi Hunter. She's got five here in this first quarter. And uh, absolutely props to Anytown. They get out and transition really well. As soon as that shot gets out, they almost always have somebody leaking out. Yeah, it's back, and I say this all the time, back in my day, back in the uh, back in the 80s, we called that cherry picking. You got grief <laughs> for what that, and now it's really, it's a part of the team's offense. Yeah, it really is. Three ball, no good by Maddie Gillen. Kelly's trying to hustle down the rebound. It goes out of bounds. It's gonna go to A-Town. Yeah, that's a good call there. Gonna go to A-Town, so with a six point lead, 13 to seven with exactly two minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, if you've got if you got a girl like Brooke Peeper who's gotten a thousand rebounds in her career, why not just send a guard out? Absolutely, you know, if you're going to trust her to get the basketball, then absolutely. You know, I, I mean, if I was coaching A-Town, I'd be doing the exact same thing. Absolutely, she's going to secure she's secured over a thousand of them in her high school career, so there's a good chance she's going to bring a rebound down. Go ahead and leak out. They throw it into Peeper, a little safety toss. Now it's all the way back into the corner from the right wing. Three ball up, a little long, and. Almost good hustle there by Sydney Emmerich. Can't quite save the ball, but good save out of a uh, good good attempt, good hustle. Yeah, you know, that's something you're never going to hate, right? Good hustle uh, is something you can't teach. Peeper's going to check out of the ball game. In for her is another uh, 5'10", McKay Groman. I think they've under. She's got to be all of six foot, I would think. Into the post to Brianna Woodard. Turns off the glass and good. Brianna Woodard with four points. Finally got one to go in the paint. Down to a minute and a half left first quarter. 13-9, four-point lead for the Mamas Roseville Titans. Getting in the passing lane was Taliba. She is hammered, and she'll get a couple free throws. First of all, I thought I thought Taliba went through. <laughs> went through Ford to get that one, and then just hammered on the other end. So that was uh, that was one of those good old-fashioned, uh, hey, I'm here kind of fouls, right? <laughs> yes. Ford took uh, took Tony Vaughn right into the uh, padding there. Behind. Not a whole lot of room here in the shoebox behind the baskets. Not a whole sure. lot of room. Hey, I was one of those players. I enjoyed getting some of those fouls every <laughs> once in a while, man. Fired me up. <laughs> That's the second foul on Taylor Ford. So Coach Dugan, if he hasn't already, yeah, got her out of the ball game. Tali Ball misses the first free throw, misses the second one. So, and a bounds. It will be Titan basketball as the tornadoes turn it over. And I've already lost track of turnovers. That lasted one turnover. Yeah, I don't he, know how many uh, they've had since then. Called a travel there. I thought he was going to call a second foul on Maddie Gillen, but he didn't. So, uh, travel call. Coach Judy's not very happy about it. And now nobody realizes the ball is supposed to be taken out on the baseline. They thought it was sideline. I was looking out. <laughs> I was looking at the scores. That's the whole time thinking, why is nobody out there? Inbounded to Kelly. She gets her shot blocked. Tipped out of bounds by Finnicum. It will stay with the Tornadoes. And they have a 14-point leader with a minute 15 to go. They average 53 points on the season. Titans average 54, so they're pretty close there. Defensively, the Titans about 10 points better. A-Town averaging, giving up 45 and a half. The Titans just under 35. And 
It's going to go out of bounds to Monmouth Roseville. Boy, there's been some out of bounds calls. It's been a little bit of indecision here. Yeah, there's a lot of hands everywhere, which, which is why I think there's been so many foul calls as well. You know, hands are just flying about. The Titans on Monday night at the, in their senior night game versus versus the Orient Chargers gave up uh, uh, just three points or no points in the third quarter. Long three-pointer by Maddie Gillen just uh, just what was it? Eight points in the whole second half, none in the third quarter. Orient really broke that game open there to start the second half. You know, I uh, hate to be a bearer of bad news. Right now, it looks like Brandon Woodard's really favoring something on our hand over there on the sideline. Oh, no, we don't want that. That's the last thing you want. And, and Carmen Houston's playing with two fouls, so she's really got to be careful there. If you've got, uh, if you've got uh, Brandon Woodard, and it's stolen away by Malia Kelly. Here comes the Titans with 35 seconds to go. Yeah, she's going to sit there for a while. You can't have Carmen pick up that second foul because you're already down Chevelle Wolf. She's she's still in street clothes. She's hurt. And blocked. Brooke Peeper blocks Taliba's shot. She's had a few of those in her career, that's for sure. 13 to 9. Tornadoes with the basketball down to 12 seconds on the clock. Got to get something going. And ooh, tipped away, but it goes right to Brooke Peeper. And firing up a three and in and out, no good. Long chase down in the corner by Taliba. See if she can get a shot off. Throws it up from half court. Ooh, oh! It was <laughs> that looked pretty good from half court and just off the mark. But the Tornadoes will take a four point lead, 13 to nine, after the first eight minutes here at Mama Throwsville High School. We'll be back in one minute. Welcome back to the shoebox here at Mama Throwsville High School. It's the Tornadoes and the Titans. Girls basketball final regular season game for both ball clubs. 13-9, A-Town leading Mama Throwsville. What did you see in that first quarter there, uh, broadcast partner Ethan Sikorsky? Uh, you know, Abingdon, like I said earlier, does a great job of getting out of transition. Mama Throws is probably going to start sending somebody back early to try and uh, counter that. But uh, other than that, I think Mama Throws' pressure has looked pretty good. Uh, Abingdon just came out shooting the ball pretty well. I'm looking over at the sideline, and Brand, they've given Brandon Woodard a basketball to see what kind of grip she's got in that, that hand over there. Didn't see, didn't see exactly what happened to Brianna. But from I being uh, my sports coaching, from what I've seen, it almost looks like maybe she jammed her wrist is what I'm kind of conquering from over here. Herman Houston with the uh, miss and then the putback of her own miss. So she gets a Moses Malone there. She gets a rebound and a, uh, a bucket, 13 to 11. Titans back within two. Peeper driving down the lane, no good. Rebounded by Houston. Jerks it away from Avery Stiegel, and here comes the Titans up the floor. Taliva'a to Finnecum. Drives in the paint, gives it to Houston. We're tied at 13. There's nice the best pass. finisher in the Warren County area, right? Carmen Houston. Boy, I tell you what, she just in a just in a mass of bodies in the paint, always finds a way to get that thing to the rim, always. Not, and she's be the first one to tell you, she's not going to be the one that jumps out of the gym. Just right. somehow finds a way to get that up there. And a shot missed from the free throw line by Stiegel. Rebounded by Houston. Here comes Gillen up the floor. Passes to Taliba. She's fouled down the baseline. If that's four, that's going to be her third. Yeah. Coach Dugan already pointing at, at uh, Sydney Emmerich to get back in the ball game. Yeah, that's third three on Taylor Ford. That's a tough third to pick up. Taliban, who was only one of four in the first quarter from the free throw line, makes her first attempt here in the second. She had the only four free throws for Mama Throwsville in that first half, or first quarter, excuse me. 
51% uh, free throw shooter. I think even if Brianna's okay, this is probably one of those games we probably won't see much for the rest of the way. Uh, Got to save her now. You know, now you're thinking postseason, right? If you're uh, one of your star players, it starts to feel a little uh, not okay in the hand. Just got back from uh, a leg or, or knee injury, whatever she had going on. Just got back from missing at least two or three weeks with that. So last thing you want is a lingering hand injury. Peeper throws it away, looking for Lexi Hunter out on the left wing. So the turnover will go to Mama Throwsville on a uh, little run here. They have the lead 14-13. Tommy Vaha will check out of the ball game. And who snuck in on me there? Is it, uh, oh, Mariah Reading's back on the floor. So she'll run some point here. To Finnicum, a couple of point guards out there. Finnicum can run some point too, and Maddie going. She's ran the point. Oh, nice pass into Carmen Houston. That's the second nice dime there by Lexi Finnicum. That was an awesome pass. Awesome pass. And now they're going to say the inbound across the uh, the, the baseline. So um, Bob Kamala throws the basketball. And McKay Groman just uh, I was looking down at my scorebook. One of those ones where I'm guessing she went to throw it in and nobody was open, so she leaned and. The entry pass in the paint is brought down by Groman. She and Leah Kelly get tied up there. Who's going to get Kelly with the foul? Yeah, Carmen Houston actually shot the ball, missed it, and then they both battled for the rebound. I think um, Leah had a piece of her hand. I'm going to guess. <laughs> Your <laughs> guess is as good as mine. After the, uh, oh, there's a pickoff at half court by Carmen Houston. Oh, tried to force it down into Mariah Reading, who got a chuckle out of it because she was going to go in for the layup if that gets by Avery Stiegel. The Stiegel got a foot on it there. She, uh, Carmen kind of looked like her brother Nick on the football field intercepted <laughs> a pass there. That was uh, that was kind of funny to watch. Yeah, she jumped the route like a DB in there. Three on one after the turnover by Mama Rosa for the Tornadoes. Down to Stiegel, misses the shot. Loose, picked up by Kelly, got to clear out of space here. And does, finds a guard, Mariah Reading. Into Houston again, scores, and she'll get a free throw. I'm telling you right now, it's going to stick the rest of the way. The best finisher in Warren County right there. It is. I, it, at both boys and girls, <laughs> I would totally agree. <laughs> I have watched her finish just a ton of shots, and I, I've seen Brooke Peeper do the same thing. Um, but just Carmen's doing it from about six inches yep. shorter. Yep. Three or four inches at least, probably. She's going to go to the free throw line. She got 10 points. Like I say, with, with Brian Woodard, and I'm sure they're going to be uber careful with Woodard. No, oh, never mind. She's going to check in. <laughs> never mind. She's coming in. She's probably going to come in for, uh, and Carmen Houston misses the free throw. So Titans having some free throw troubles tonight. But it's going to go off. Uh, is that going to go? Oh, a foul on the rebound on, on Lexi Hunter. So that'll put Kelly at the free throw line, who is really solid from the free throw line. Titans have opened up a five-point leader with 5.33 to go. They have shut out the Tornadoes here in the second quarter so far. First free throw in and out. Good. Uh, Malia Kelly is 13 out of 16, so must be something in the air tonight. She's an 80% free throw shooter. Just missed her first one. Houston and and Lexi Finnicum's gonna check out of the ball game. Woodard's back in, and this is the second one. Killing misses them both. The Titans just two for eight, two for nine. Excuse me, I forgot about Houston's miss. Two for nine tonight. Free throw line. I think uh, Weber over there just kind of gave you a side eye, so <laughs> I would not <laughs> yeah. look his way if I were you. I haven't bragged. Oh, there's McGroman in the lane. I haven't bragged on their free throws for a long. I learned my lesson there when they were 26 out of 28 early, early in the season, and I told everybody I knew off the floor, on the air, off the air, how good a free throw shooters they were, and they were terrible the next two games, <laughs> and I got to stare down from Coach Weber. 
the Temple Jinx took over for sure. Titans up by three, 18-15. That bucket by Grillman stopped a uh, long run there by the Titans, stopped a 9-0 run by Monmouth Roseville. Gillen out to Reading, and Reading's pass is almost picked off. Somehow Tatiana Talibal come up with it behind the back dribble. Back out to Reading in the corner. She'll drive baseline, kicks it to Gillen. Wide open three, left corner, good! And got chucked into the student section there by Emmerich on the box out. Three ball by Maddie Gillen. That's, uh, that's what you need to see, early, early, uh, early threes by Maddie. Timeout taken by head coach Brent Dugan. He's seen a little trouble there in the backcourt. Titans almost got a steal, plus had a double team down the, uh, with, for, on, the on the ball handler. That uh, three ball sponsored by Monmouth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, list it and get it sold with Monmouth Farm and Home Realty. Call them at 734-6600. Titans up by six, 21-15. More, more sponsors from the Abingdon Avon area. Heil Trucking south of Prairie City on Route 41 can handle all your trucking needs. From dry van to liquid tank, if you need it moved, Hiles will get it done. Hiles also has the parts you need and can service your heavy-duty trucks and trailers. Hiles Trucking, Route 41, just south of Prairie City. With over 40 years of experience, you can rely on electromechanical resources. EMR can repair and rewire your farm, commercial, industrial, and residential motors to help minimize your downtime. If you need parts, EMR does have them. If they don't have them, they can get them. Customer service is the number one priority at Electromechanical Resources in Abington. Both teams back on the floor following the Tinkers Electric. Timeout, loose. Players going after it. Taliba comes up with it. Two reading in the corner. Back out to Gillen. Another three ball on the way. Didn't get the roll. Rebound comes down to Sidney Emmerich. And nearly a steal by the Titans at midcourt. Jumper no good by Emma Gunther. Loose on the floor, picked up by Reading. A tennis match has broke out here. At, <laughs> I know, I feel like my head's just going left, right, left, at, right. At the, the shoebox here. Killy out to Taliba, fakes the shot in the lane. Drops it off. off. And Woodard's fouled on her shot. Woodard will get a pair of free throws. That's the seventh team foul, or the eighth. Of the, no, it's just the eighth. They just got it out. I, uh, I've been watching all year long, and uh, I tell you, every time Tatiana Talivaa drives to the rim, I don't know if she's going to shoot it, if she's going to pass it, if she's going <laughs> to dump it off. I don't know what she's going to do, man. She's tricky. She's <laughs> definitely tricky. And does a, just a sophomore, man. I, I always forget just a sophomore. Got a little bit of playing time as a freshman, but she is going to have her hands her hands on the basketball for the next couple of years. Woodard, both free throws. A 53% free throw shooter on the season. We're just going, it's it's opposite night here. Here at Mammoth Rosa, the good free throw shooters are not making them, and the, the average free throw shooters are making them. What is uh, Bizarro World? That's what it is out of Seinfeld. I couldn't yeah, think of what that reference is. was. 23-15, Titans by eight, and getting her hand under the basketball when she on the high dribble there was Ellie Pompeo, sophomore for A-Town. Much uh, got some youth. Yeah, this is a much better uh, second quarter here for Montrezo. Yeah, so far they've only given up just the bucket to Groman there. With uh, 3.30 left here in the second quarter, Titans up by eight, 23-15. Have done just enough here in the second quarter. They've trailed by four, 13 to nine. So 14, 14 to two run here by Mama Throwsville. Skip pass to Gillen. 
Three in the corner, in and out, no good. Boy, she just can't get that thing to settle down. She's got such a soft shot. She gets a lot of those that look like they're going down and just end up spinning back out. I know, it's so frustrating, right? You know, uh, I feel like there are so many of those in the Chirag game that we missed. I was just going to say the same thing. She had so many that just spun out against Girard that a couple of had a couple of big points in the game too. Turnover on the tornadoes on the sideline there, right in front of the Titan bench. So Titans will get into their offense here. Left wing is Gillen. Skip pass to Reading in the corner to uh, Yoselim Hernandez. Oh no, excuse me, Mia Hunter's back on the floor. It's good to see her back. Yeah, it is. Tornadoes on the run out following the turnover with Mama Roseville misses the layup. Here come the Titans down the floor after Taliva'a out to Gillen. Long two, short. Just inside, now the run out by Emma Gunther. Her layup is missed. Smoked the layup there, I think the kids say. And here comes Gillen. Up and down here. This was supposed to be, <laughs> this was, when you talk, when I talked to both coaches, this was gonna be a glorified scrimmage tonight. We're just yeah. gonna try to get out of this healthy, get on to the postseason, and both teams have played pretty, pretty intense, and we've been up and down the floor here. It's, uh, it's intense, but it's but still a little sloppy, and uh, I know neither coach is going to be happy about that. Yeah, I don't think neither. Neither coach likes a run-and-gun game for sure, but... And Mia Hunter kicks it out of bounds. Oh, Looked like Emmerich might have had a layup there if that, uh, gets, that pass gets completed. Yeah, good to see Mia Hunter. She's been out for the last week or two. So with Hunter back, you're still, you're still, you have Chevelle Wolf in street clothes. And I believe, I believe, uh, yeah, Michelle Wolf is in, is still in street clothes. So, and almost stealing the pass, inbounds pass is Mia Hunter. So the tights are getting really close to 100% here. Yeah, it's good. This is the right time to be 100%, right? As they move forward and uh, have their game on Monday. Timeout taken by head coach Brent Dugan here with 2.12 to go in the second quarter. Titans have opened up an eight-point lead, 23-15. It will be a full timeout. We'll take a full minute ourselves. Back here at Mammoth Roseville High School, both teams back on the floor following the timeout. Getting in the passing lane was, oh, Mariah Reading, and they're going to say uh, Reading tipped the pass, but went, after that went off of Lexi Hunter for the tornadoes, so it'll be Titan basketball. One of those, you just can't get your hand back in time. Your, right. your reaction says go get that basketball. And ends up going off of Hunter for A-Town. Left wing, Maddie Gillen in two. Nice entry pass, just a little touch pass into Brianna Woodard for the bucket. Yeah, that was a great find there by uh, Maddie Gillen. That's eight points for Brianna Woodard. Houston with 10, leads Monmouth Roseville right now. And Ford, who has three fouls for the Tornadoes, backing down. Brooke Peeper kicks it back out to Ford. Shot on the way, no good. Rebounded by the Tornadoes. Offensive rebound gives them another shot here. That was Sophie Kern. She throws it away to Maddie Gillen. Shot is missed. Good defense by Alexia Hunter. Rebound by the Tornadoes. That's Taylor Ford and the the tie-up there, the Tatiana Talibana did a great job. I think it was Talibana that got tied up with with Ford, so the ball will go to Mammoth Roseville in the alternating possession. Kelly out to Talibana, pulls up, back to Kelly, free throw line now, right wing. Gillen gets it into Woodard. Good ball moving here by Mammoth Roseville, but knocked out of bounds by Alexia Hunter. That's the one Tatiana's got to shoot. She made the pass over yes. to Killy, which is fine. But Tatiana's going to have that, you know, 
She's got to shoot it from the top of the key there. Yes, and, and she gets she gets herself into that, not down the middle, but like on the sides of the lanes by the block. She'll pull up and look to pass first. Kiss that thing off the glass. Just a quick shot. Don't think. Don't think you only hurt the ball club. Right. Shot by Taliban on the lane is <laughs> is hard off the glass and no good. Don't listen to me, Tatiana. <laughs> Stop listening to me. Brooke Peeper, who's only got three points tonight, backs herself in the lane, kicks it back out. Lexi Hunter's three is no good. Long rebound on the backside, secured by the Tornadoes into Brooke Peeper. She's going to score and get to the free throw line. I just said that Brooke had only had three points and a little assertive on that offense. I think Tornadoes have got to get her the basketball here. Yeah. It's what worked, uh, it's what worked in the first quarter. So again, seeing here again in the second quarter. That gets the uh, Tornadoes. They got that on the board? Yeah, that's 17. 25-17 gets it down to eight. And the free throw is good by Brooke Peeper. Two of three from the free throw line. So that gives her six points. Averages 16 points and 14 rebounds. That's just a tremendous stat line. And also four assists on that per game. Tony Vaugh to the baseline. And Brianna Woodard. Swing it back around, they get it back to Woodard. She drives, pulls up, shot is up and good. Nice little touch shot there by Brianna Woodard. Looks like her hand's okay. Yeah, thankfully. Got it all wrapped up, got it all taped up, I mean. Four seconds left, shot no good. Tali Ball, she should get another half quarter. That's a little short, but it was online anyway. Hey, she keeps shooting them, eventually one's gonna go, man. <laughs> Good quarter there for the Monmouth Roseville Titans. They score 18 points and hold the Tornadoes to five. 18-5 scoring advantage in the second quarter. Gives the Titans a nine-point lead, 27-18 at the half. We'll be back in three minutes. We'll talk some boys basketball with uh, JB head coach for Monmouth Roseville, Ethan Sikorsky, my broadcast partner tonight. The seeds are out. We'll talk. We'll break down the seeds. Got a game tomorrow night on the road at Orion. We'll talk all about that in three minutes. Back here at the shoebox at Monmouth Roseville High School. 27-18, the Titans with a nine-point lead over the A-Town Tornadoes and the final regular season game for, for, uh, for both ball clubs before the postseason starts on Saturday. As we start the halftime show, brought to you by LMP Insurance Agency for your auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. Speaking of postseason, the seeds were out today for high school boys basketball. And uh, I know you and I were talking about it before the before the uh, ball game. Ethan Sikorsky, the JV head coach for Amath Roseville High School, also on the uh, varsity coaching staff as well. The Titans pull a sixth seed out of the Orion subsectional. The regional host for the Orion subsectional is going to be Rockridge and West Carroll, and that's that's odd. Rockridge got the one seed, and West Carroll got the 12 seed. So everybody's in between the regional hosts there. So I, it's going to be interesting to see where, where the teams go tomorrow with that little setup. Yeah, you know, with the sixth seed, uh, you know, normally what they do is with Knoxville getting the five, Shark getting the four. Usually they do the, they do the four five matchup, but uh, with us and Riverdale kind of being a game apart, we both split. Maybe they'll send us to Rockridge because of location and send Riverdale because of location up to Mural or uh, to uh, uh, West Carroll. Sorry, um, maybe they'll send us to West Carroll and, and Riverdale to Rockridge. We don't know. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, hopefully, uh, we get we. I think preferably from our point of standard, we like to go to West Carroll uh, and see either Farmington or Mercer County. Who uh, you know we we probably should have pulled out a win against Farmington early in the year and then split with Mercer County. So uh, it, it would be a favorable regional for us. Uh, like I've said. 
a hundred times. Um, anybody can win any regional in our subsectional because everybody's pretty evenly matched up. So uh, it should be interesting. Rockridge got the top seed at 21 and four. Mercer County got the two seed, 21 and seven. Farmington at 19 and 10 with the three seed. And uh, the Titans who just saw Sherrard actually a couple times here recently got the four seed, 15 and nine. Knoxville is the uh, five seed at 17 and 10. And then Monmouth Roseville, even, even record at 14 and 14, the sixth seed. And then on down Riverdale, the seven, Orion the eight, Erie Prophetstown, the nine, Canton, the 10th, Alleman, the 11th seed, and then West Carroll, uh, one and 27. The 12th seed. And that's something with the new setup, and, and actually I've seen it uh, uh, looking at the United Red Storm boys. They're hosting a regional in Class 1A. You are hosting a regional, and you might not get to play on your home floor because with your seating, you're going to be on the road that first round. That's how they've done it. I thought maybe it would go back to the old way, but this kind of, this thing kind of started it at, during the COVID period for the first round, the quarterfinal round anyway will be played at the higher seed, and then they'll go, they'll all flow into the subsectional. But from what I heard, it was going to be happening anyway, whether COVID was coming in or not. So I think this is the way it's going to be, but it, it's odd. United, if they don't win the first round, and say a West Carroll, they're not going to win the first round probably, but you might not play on your own home floor if you get the host regional. I've always said it's kind of weird for those hosts that are the lower seed that uh, it's like, you're going to someone and you got to beat them to go play on their court, right? <laughs> it's like they're gatekeeping you from going to play on their own home court. You're doing all the work and you don't get to play on your own home floor in front right. of all your fans. It seems weird. The other ones, I know uh, the other reason to host is Princeville. They're a five seed, so they are going to play at home. Uh, whether they're going to get the first game on the road, quarterfinal, and be at home for their regional. So they, and then looking at, uh, uh, we already talked about United, Camp Point Central is going to play at home. Uh, Lewistown's going to play at home for the uh, for the sectional uh, regional host. So um, yeah, just it's just odd. Uh, I talked to Coach Dennison, and he's like, "Yeah, we're going to host this thing unless we get a decent seed. We might not get to play at home." And you hope you hope you win your first round game, of course. But anyway, seeds are out. The matchups. We'll know who's playing who tomorrow after four o'clock. Uh, we'll have it tomorrow night for the for the Titan game at at Orion tomorrow night. We'll have all the matchups, and we'll get to talk about that at halftime as well for for that tomorrow uh, you'll know before you guys get on the bus to go to Oregon where you're going to play for the uh, for the uh, uh, regionals yeah but uh, hopefully we're playing on that Saturday here uh, which I'm assuming we will uh, it'll just be all about who we're going to play uh, I know personally we I probably wouldn't want to play Allman uh, they're always kind of weird when it gets to the regional time because they're probably not very good but the, you know, they play they play the best uh, they play the best of the best in the area right uh, I like to get Erie Profits down into our gym kind of be nice to get at them again uh, but you know uh, anybody who's going to come in here is going to have a tough game you know that so uh, yeah, Canton in there. Canton's kind of sneaky because they play a really big school schedule. Although, you know, rumor has it they they want into the Prairie Land really, really bad. And I don't think the Prairie Land is too excited about a team the size of Canton getting in. But uh, Canton's little Canton's one of those tweeners. They're they're too big for the Prairie Land, and they're way too small for the Middle Illini. Right. Yep. And uh, and they've been down recently. I mean, I, I can remember some very good Canton teams, uh, but the last few years they've been down. So the Prairie Land would probably be a good place for them right about now. We will have Titan Boys basketball tomorrow night on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. It'll be on our sister station, Sunday 97.7 WMOI. It's the Titans on the road at Orion for the Orion Chargers. Uh, your JV is down, your JV's down to two games up. You'll have Orion tomorrow night, and then you'll have the Macomb game here next week, and then uh, your JV guys will be done. Yeah, and uh, we need one win to pull out and finish fi above 500 this year. Uh, we're sitting at 13 and 12 right now. Uh, so getting one of the next two wins would be nice and finish above 500. Um, 
I mean, granted, a couple of the games, you know, we only lost uh, by one possession, so we could easily be talking 20 wins, too. Uh, but this is a very exciting group that I've had this year. I've had a lot of fun coaching them. Um, you know, tomorrow night's going to be a battle for uh, finish in second place in our conference. Uh, unfortunately, we dropped one on Tuesday to Sherrard, who finished 12-0 in our conference. Really so they kind of ran away with it. Yeah. They're really good. Um, but, yeah, so tomorrow should be a good battle for us. Should be a good varsity game as well. Mama throws Lenore in. They always historically have played some pretty good basketball through the seasons against one another. It'll be a good good, good road test. Yeah, it'll be good to go see uh, Coach Anderson. Love that yes. guy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Guy. Yeah, Coach Larry Anderson for Orion. It's a good dude. All right, we're ready for the second half here. Quickly, we'll go through the scoring brought to you by Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Save a lot of time, save a lot of money. Save-A-Lot Food Store in Monmouth. First with Abingdon Tornado. Abingdon Avon Tornado, six points for Brooke Peeper, five points for Alexia Hunter, three points for Emma Gunther, two points apiece for Sydney Emmerich and McKay Groman. Three of five from the free throw line for the Tornadoes. Four, there's a pull-up jumper by Alexia Hunter is no good. Rebounded by Tommy Vaal. Four, Monmouth Roseville, 10 points apiece from the Twin Towers, Brianna Woodard and Carmen Houston. Three points apiece for Maddie, or Maddie Gillen with three points and two points apiece for Tatiana Taliba'a and Malia Kelly. The Titans, four of 11 from the free throw line. Gillen misses her first three ball from the corner. And Titans catch a break, goes out of bounds as the uh, Tornadoes try to secure the rebound. Starters on the floor, looking out there. Yeah, starters on the floor both ways for for the Tornadoes and the Titans. Inbound to Carmen Houston, misses a shot. Rebound by Brooke Peeper. Quickly up the floor. And they're just beating Mammoth Rosa down the floor, missing the shot, but getting the rebound is Taylor Ford for A-Town. Hook Peeper will drive in, guarded by Woodard. Pretty good job by Woodard to kind of keep her, keep that kind of that arm bent, keep her out of the lane. Driving right down the middle of the lane is Sydney Emery. She'll be at the free throw line for two. A lot of action here. Yeah, a lot of ice really early out of the gates. And uh, hey, wasn't it both coaches said that this wasn't going to be anything too crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, we're just going to coast through yeah. glorified scrimmage. I call oh. BS, right? BS. <laughs> yeah, you called that early. It's not it's not happening. Not, with, not the way these two coaches coach any other night. No, they're no, especially when they're going against each other. No one. <laughs> right. You you heard, uh, was it Coach? Yeah, you heard Coach Dugan. This is golf course bragging rights. Yeah, absolutely. The club. Absolutely. I mean, I have to hear these guys bicker all the time when I'm a bartender for them. Uh, <laughs> uh, both free throws missed by Sidney Emmerich. So the Titans still maintain that nine-point lead, 27-18. We are right at the seven-minute mark of the third quarter. Tommy Ball just to the left of the top of the key. Now to the right wing, to reading. Looking for a little gap there to get Houston the basketball. Flashing to the high post is Houston and loses a handle on it. Ahead to Alexia Hunter. She saves Great it. Great hustle. Nice hustle saved by Alexia Hunter. And they're going to say she was out of bounds, so to go to Monmouth Roseville. But good hustle by Hunter. I think it was over and back because she tipped it back. Oh, okay. But still, oh, right. awesome, yeah. awesome effort. Lexi had a good start, had five points early in the ballgame. Hasn't, hasn't uh, got anything in the basket since that early part of the ballgame. Reading, lobs it into Carmen Houston, whose reverse layup is no good. She'll draw a foul. That's uh, Coach Dugan not happy with that one. That was kind of a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a bailout there. I'm actually surprised that they called that on uh, Sydney Emmerich. I thought that was going to go on Peeper again, but um, you fooled a couple times with yeah. their foul. Who they got it on? I know I've been fouled a couple, or been fooled a couple times. First free throw by Houston is good. She missed her only a free throw attempt in the first half. Had 10 points. 
all field goals for Kerman, the junior. Second free throw by Houston is good as well. She now has 12 points, leads all scorers in the ballgame, and has done a really, really good job. And a turnover by Taylor Ford, just got her hand under the ball, turning it over. So quickly, people always in the stands, when there's a high dribble, are always gonna go, there's a carry. It's not a carry until the no, hand goes underneath the, the basketball. Underneath. Yeah, you can dribble as high as you want, as long as you keep that hand on top of it. For me, it's not very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Woodard, good kick out to reading in and out from the free from the baseline, and Woodard can't get it to go, and Houston couldn't secure the rebound. Just slipped through her hands and out of bounds. Hey, I'll give props to Carmen right there, though. She got a huge box out of Peeper to allow her to get that basketball. That was uh, that was impressive to watch. I wish my guys, all these guys sitting right here, I wish they would watch that box out I'll, just like that. I'll, I'll hold the fort now <laughs> while you go down and tell those guys, hey, that's what I want to see, right? Did you see that? They're probably like, no. I, see <laughs> oh, I was looking at my phone, Coach, sorry. <laughs> Top of the key, Peeper fires it in the lane to Gunther, who kicks it back out. Three ball, no good from the right corner by Emmerich. Here comes Maddie Gillen on the rebound, run out, and tipped away from behind. Here comes the Tornadoes. Good, unselfish play by Brooke Peeper to Lexi Hunter for the layup. Yeah, that was a great extra pass. Yeah, and she does that so much. She has passed up so many shots. It drives Coach Dugan crazy, <laughs> but, you know, God bless her for being unselfish. Gillen misses the three. Now fires it ahead to Lexi Hunter again, and the layup is good. Little 4-0 run here by the Tornadoes. Gets it down to seven, 29-22. Pentagon's going to come in, and Coach Weber's is looking for somebody to beat somebody down the floor. Because right now, the uh, Tornadoes are beating Mammoth Roseville down the floor nearly every time. Ooh, three ball from Takiana Taliva'a. That's only our third. Mammoth Farman on realty three-pointer of the game. Two for Mammoth Roseville, one for A-Town. That is uh, Talibah's 16th three-pointer of the season. Brooke Peeper are gonna take a three a little short. And Titans get the rebound. And a 10-point lead. Emmerich's gonna reach in on Talibah. She got down the right side of the lane. That's three fouls on Emmerich. They got two on the board, never mind. Gave her an extra one there. Nope, that's three. Never mind. They got three. So I think our last one was our second one. It was still on the board. Oh, okay. Time, right? All right. Yeah, back to back fouls there by Emmerich. You're right. Absolutely. It'll be tight basketball out of bounds. Oh, Great nice move. cut by Carmen Hughes. Misses the shot, but boy, she faked like she was going out to the corner and just popped back into the lane. Missed free throw or missed layup by Alexia Hunter. Here comes Lexi Finnicum on the run. And Hunter hustles back and gets the steal. Now she'll slow things down and get it to a guard. And travel call. Play has gotten, it is a glory. Right now it is a glorified scrimmage because it's yeah. getting really sloppy right now. Yeah, it's getting very sloppy. I know both coaches are not very happy. They've been, I've, I see the anger on their face. Uh, I can see Coach Weber from over there and Coach Dugan. His, his head is turning a little red. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a, and it's a lot of head up there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I shouldn't talk. I'm going to be as bold as Dugan here before long. Baseline jumper is good by Maddie Gillen. That's only the fifth point for Maddie. Averages about 11 and a half. That gets the lead back up to 12. 34-22. A-Town was making some hay there, and now they're down 12 again. They get it into Peeper. She turns. Good pass. And missing the layup is Avery Stiegel. And that's going to 
get Coach Dugan a little redder after that. That was a beautiful <laughs> wraparound pass. Now the Titans turn it over. Ahead to Lexi Hunter. Her layup is no good. Good defense by Mariah Reading. Without fouling, amazingly without fouling. Ahead to Reading, shoot the three, Mariah. He made the defensive play. Ooh, Great nice extra. pass from Finnecum into Houston. Goes out of bounds. It'll be Tornado basketball. A junior high game has broke out here at the shoebox. <laughs> turnover after turnover after block shot. It's, it's a free-for-all. and yeah. everything. It's yeah. a free-for-all right now, man. <laughs> Coach Pepper's got the glasses off rubbing the eyes. <laughs> it looks like summer league in here right now. Teams flying up and down the floor. Yep. And the tornado's down 12. 34-22 with a little over three minutes to go. Two peeper. Still looking to pass. I wish she'd look to shoot that a little more. Gets her shot blocked by Brianna Woodard. And it's going to be out of bounds. Avery Stiegel tried to track down the block shot by Peeper. They're going to get Peeper out of the ball game. McKay Groman's going to come in. That's the, uh, I've seen those two switch in and out for the last two or three seasons. Peeper for, or Groman for Peeper and Peeper for Groman. Titan basketball up 12. Just under three minutes here in the, the third quarter. Nothing Mia Hunter back in the game. Again, we mentioned in the first half, it's good to see a high-low game from, from Houston to Woodard. Misses the first move, Woodard gets the Moses Malone rebound put back there. I love when, uh, when Carmen and Brianna play like that, a little high-low, twin tower kind of action. And sloppy pass there by Gunther, but somehow ends up hustling back to get her own rebound. Now directed some traffic. They get it into Groman. And reaching in and getting the steal is Gillen. She's on the run. She'll get the, she'll miss the layup. Woodard with the rebound to Hunter. Mia Hunter gets in the book. Been a while since we've seen Mia Hunter on the floor. And she's uh, played pretty well. It looks like she's getting around pretty good, too. Yeah, getting her foot back. It's good to get, uh, get her going, you know, where she's going to be probably a big crucial part here moving forward. Gets the lead to 16. Shot from the free throw line is good by Emma Gunther. Under two minutes to go, 38 to 24. And a 1-3-1, back into that 1-3-1. A little bit of a quarter court 1-3-1 there by Coach Dugan. Gillen gets it into Houston. Goes up strong and scores. There's that finisher again. Best finisher in Warren County, I'm telling you. <laughs> Give her a mayor badge. That's what I say. Give her the mayor. Mayor of Warren County. <laughs> that is 14 points for Carmen Houston. And all of them in the paint. See, this is the one ball club that I always put, ooh, getting uh, tripped up from behind as Lexi Pennicum trips Emma Gunther. This is the only the only school that we that I do stats for for pregame that I put points in the paint. Out of uh, 54 points, the Titans have averaged 32 points in the paint. And I, I don't think Carmen Houston's any of her points are outside the paint in this one. And that's one of those stats that you will never complain about. She averages 13 points, and nine of those every night is in the paint. Two peeper, loses the handle on it. Here comes Gillen. Three on two with the Titans early, and Gillen will back it back out. And Peeper gets in the passing lane of the entry pass to Houston. Here comes the Tornadoes. Lexi Hunter in the corner. Top of the key, Peeper snaps it to Lexi Hunter. Three ball, short, long rebound. Gotten by Sydney Emmerich for the Tornadoes. Into Hunter, misses a shot. That's Hunter on Hunter, Mia Hunter. Good defense on Lexi Hunter. 
And Mia Hunter comes down with it for the Titans. And a foul from behind. Frustration foul there on Lexi Hunter. That'll be her. I just got her for two. See if I match the board. Yep. Much less fouls we had here to start the second half than we did the ball game. Yeah, no kidding. Five total fouls here in the second half. We had five fouls in the first two minutes, it felt like. And this game tipped off. Turnaround jumper in the lane is no good, but there's Carmen Houston to clean up the mess of Woodard. I'm voting for her. I'm telling you what. <laughs> I'm voting for her. Mayor of Warren County, best finisher around. <laughs> Campaign manager Ethan Zagorski for Carmen Houston. <laughs> Losing the handle on it is Emmerich. Here comes the Titans off the turnover. With eight seconds to go, Gillen. Baseline, spins around, gets it into Houston. Give me another one. Hook shot is no good. This is another <laughs> weapon in the Carmen Houston repertoire is the uh, hook shot there. It's no good. That's how the quarter will end. 42 to 24. The Titans 15 points in that third quarter. Hold the uh, Tornadoes to just a six. We'll take a minute break. Be back here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRAM. Fourth quarter is underway. Mama throws with an 18-point lead, 42 to 24. Getting in the passing lane there was Avery Stiegel, and Titans turn it over. 10 seconds into their first possession. That leads to a layup. Nice pass. Is that Peeper on another assist? I think it was. Peeper finding Avery Stiegel along the baseline. Layup is good. I'm convinced at this point she's trying to get herself a triple double. Yeah, <laughs> pretty close one. She's gonna have to hurt. She's got six points. She can get points in a hurry. Missed three by. Gillen is ran down in the corner by the Tornadoes. They get it to Peeper. Yeah, I'd say Peeper's got probably, if not 10, close to 10 rebounds now. Spinning in the lane. Kerman Houston, a block shot. And yeah, I think he's got a complaint there as Kerman Houston just hammered Brooke Peeper. And now we got a foul on the other end. That's not going to make Coach Dugan happy because, because Brooke Peeper got absolutely hammered in the lane. And then uh, the Titans get a foul on their end. That's the fourth foul on Taylor Ford. That makes it even worse. And we got a substitutions coming in for A-Town. Peeper's going to get out of the ball game. That, that might be potentially the last time we, we see Brooke on the floor with a regional game on Saturday night and her taking a pretty good shot there. The last thing you want is Brooke to get, get hurt in this one. So, and also, Ford is out too. To Mariah Reading on the backside. Good find. Was that Finnicum again? Yeah, that was. Another nice pass by Lexi Finnicum. And uh, that's the first points for Mariah Reading. They get it into Groman. She backs down Carmen Houston and scores. Nice, nice move there by McKay Groman. And uh, the whole A-Town crowd wanted a three-point play out of that one. 44 to 28, 16-point lead for Mammoth Roseville. They lob it in, uh, and then I think Houston might have thought that was a shot by Mariah Reading, so she turned to rebound. Went right over her head, out of bounds, and a foul on Mama Throwsville. That'll be the second foul on Malia Kelly. And Mia Hunter will check out of the ball game. Yeah, if I had to guess, we're not gonna see Brooke Peeper tonight for the rest of no. the night. Probably not gonna see Brianna Woodard for the rest of the night. Tatiana Taliba steals it away from Ellie Pompeo, and Pompeo fouls Taliba before she can get loose for the layup. Yeah, 6.23 to go. It's a 16-point lead. If you're Coach Weber, you don't really want to get your girls out yet. 
but you just cross your fingers that this gets down to about three minutes and you're still up by 16. And you can get your girls out and don't have to worry about any injuries. Off the stream, there's free throw line is Malia Kelly. Back out to Lexi Fenneco into Houston and foul from behind. Foul's going to go on McKay Grillman. That doesn't make Coach Dugan any happier either. <laughs> no, he was very smart, though. He, uh, as soon as that referee turned to give the foul call, he turned and walked away from <laughs> his line of sight. And Carmen Houston drives right around Groman for the layup. Carmen Houston with 18 points in this one of the 46 total Titan points, and they're up by 18, 46 to 28. Pompeo into Groman as she slapped away from behind. And Carmen Houston comes out. Probably the last time we're going to see Houston on the floor tonight as well. Again, the Titans don't play till Monday night. They'll play a semifinal game, playing the winner of Kiwani and Spring Valley Hall. Missed shot in the little, just outside the lane by Avery Stiegel. And good hustle by Stiegel. Almost chased down her own missed shot there. The uh, Tornadoes will be on on the back on the floor on Saturday night at home at 6 o'clock. We'll have that on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Right here on AM 1330 is the uh, Tornadoes. Tornadoes play, I believe, um, Illini Central Greenview Co-op. And a foul from behind is going to go on. Avery Stiegel, that'll be her second at the free throw line. In the bonus is now the Titans. Uh, McKinley Rexrode in the ballgame, a senior. Good to see her get some minutes here tonight. Kind of in and out of the uh, in and out of the lineup with some injuries this year for McKinley. She missed a pretty good set, uh, portion of time. Boy, the Titans have just have uh, ran into a whole slew of them this year and still ended up 23 and 6. That, that's the depth. Yeah, they've the done roster. a tremendous job. Everybody on the bench stepping up and uh, doing some good things. No, we had somebody in the lane early because that was the one in the bonus and she just missed the first one. Yeah, so yeah. somebody was in the lane early. So McKinley will get another shot out of here. She's 2 of 4 from the free throw line on the season. And gets the first one to go. So she'll get a second one, right? Yeah. Everybody was confused. Everybody <laughs> said that was the second one. Everybody started heading up the floor, but we had a lane violation on the first free throw for McKinley. She'll get a second one. 47-28, Titans with a 19-point lead. And this could make it 20. Oh, just a little short. Rebound brought down by the Tornadoes, 47-28. Down by 19 and a foul at midcourt by Tommy Baugh. They're really starting to really blow the whistle here. They're back to where they were at the beginning of the game. Yeah, you would think this is almost the point of the game when they would stop blowing the whistle, right? <laughs> right. Right. 5.24 to go fourth quarter. Final regular season game. Getting in the passing lane was Yoselim Hernandez, a senior. I got a chance to talk to Yoselim during the postgame show. She's uh, She's got some she got some big plans after high school. I think she's going to get into the, the medical field, I believe. I think that was Yoselim. She was a joy to talk to. She was, she was the last one I was talking to out of the nine seniors that I was chatting with. Block shot by McKinley Rexroad. Here comes the Titans up the floor. Two on two. We'll see what Taliba does. She's fouled by Avery Stiegel. That'll be her third. 
and uh, so I was talking to Yoselin. She was the last one up here. Meanwhile, the other eight were waiting on her to take a picture down the baseline. So <laughs> they start giving her all kinds of grief while she's trying to talk to me on the air. Like, come on, hurry up, let's go. Don't ruin the moment, guys. Come That's on now. Right. That's right. First free throw is good by Satiana Taliba. She had a rough first half from the free throw line, two of six. Makes this one here. It'll get her back to 50%. That's right about where her season average is. And gets the roll. So she hits her season average, four of eight from the free throw line. Chloe Allen will check in. Out will come Taliba. That's the last time we'll see her here with five minutes to go. Let's see who we got on the floor here for Mama Rosa. McKinley Rexroth, Chloe Allen, Yoselim Hernandez, Mariah Reading, and Mia Hunter. For the Tornadoes, they have Ellie Pompeo, McKay Groman. Groman setting a screen for Avery Stiegel, also on the floor, also Sophie Kern. Into McGroman, she scores. Six points for McKay Groman, averaging two on the season. Good, uh, good minutes for McKay tonight. Nice job. Right wing is Mia Hunter, gets a screen from Chloe Allen in the paint, pulls up, back out to Hernandez. She drives baseline, scoop shot no good, bodies laying all over the floor. And here they come. This is exactly, three-pointer is good, top of the key by uh, Ellie Pompeo. That's her second three ball of the season. <laughs> Two of three now. She's hey, that's a great percentage. She's darn right. Yoselim Hernandez with a drive. She scores. Nice take by Yoselim. I tell you what, every time I see her, her on the floor, here. She, uh, she's, <laughs> she's always flying around getting to the bucket. Take a timeout here as Coach Dugan's going to take a uh, full timeout. 51 to 33. Had another sponsor for A-Town. Then we'll take a 30-second break. Hensel Pearson West, having the talk of a lifetime, can make a big difference. Sharing stories with people you love and cherish not only strengthens our bond with them, but will also be very significant when it's time for us to honor the life they live. This message is brought to you by Hensel Pearson West Funeral Directors and Cremation Services in Galesburg and Abingdon. 51-33, 18-point lead for Mammoth Rose. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Both teams back on the floor following the Tickham's Electric timeout. It'll be A-Town basketball. Down 18, 51-33 with just under four minutes left here. Ooh, goes right through the hands of uh, Avery Stiegel up into the bleachers. And get some coaching there from Coach Dugan. Stiegel, a, uh, just a freshman, 5'8". Got pretty good size there for Stiegel. Just a freshman. A bunch of freshmen and sophomores on the roster for Coach Dugan. Yeah, a lot of girls coming up for him. And I know there is an eighth grader, uh, Boo Quinn. Used to be a defensive coordinator for the A-Town Tornadoes football team. Ooh, nice shot from the right elbow and gets a big round of applause. McKinley Rexroth with her third point. Little uh, free throw line jumper there. <laughs> I like it. I love the mid-ranger, man. McKinley getting, uh, getting, a, getting a nice uh, Slap on the back there for Mariah Reading before Mariah Reading goes off the floor. That's that's such a good leader, Mariah Reading. She does such a good job leading this ball club. Even yep. when she was hurt, oh, absolutely. She, was, she was a uh, kind of another coach on the bench. In the paint. And a good look there by Sidney Teal, the sophomore, who is also on the floor now for A-Town. Trying to feed Groman there and goes out of bounds. It'll be Titan basketball. Uh, sophomore for Monmouth Roseville, Emma Robinson in the ball game now for the Titans. 
Left wing is Jocelyn Hernandez, down to Mia Hunter. Didn't get the shot to go. Nice try there by Hunter, but Allen gets the loose ball. Chloe looking for somebody to get it to, and she does. Hernandez. Back to Island, top of the key. To Mia Hunter. Pass stolen, but tipped out of bounds by L.A. Pompeo. It'll be Titan basketball. With 2.44 to go. Yeah, this game is this game has turned out exactly like neither coach wanted it to be. Just flying around, <laughs> bodies laying all over the floor, fouls. This is exactly what they didn't want to have happen. And unfortunately, we're going to have to hear about it after the game. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right. I'm steering it right to the point of this is you guys' fault. You guys could have slowed it down at any point in time. <laughs> Roman drives down the right side of the lane, backing down on two players, trying to reach in and get the steal, and now. It's a wrestling match on the floor between Yoselim Hernandez and McKay Groman. All right, let's get the spotlight on then, huh? <laughs> you know, got the wrestling spot here, just tilted it right there into the lane. Hernandez, who gives up several inches to Groman. Uh, just, just wrestle on the floor with him. Well, we got a 30-second oh. oh, timeout. The possession was supposed to go to Abingdon. They actually gave it to Mom Roswell, and then they quickly fixed it. Yeah, it's going to go to a town here. With 2.16 to go. I think at this point, both coaches with a 20-point deficit just run the clock. Yeah. Just run the clock. Which uh, legally you can't do it. There's another three ball from the top of the key by Ellie Pompeo. That's her second three ball of the quarter. Where's <laughs> that she makes been? Her, what, that, three for four now? Three for four on the 75 season. 75%. <laughs> Lock it up. I Oh, nice move in. McKinney Rexrow filling it up with five points. All in his fourth quarter. a girl, McKinley. I did uh, Delaney's games, her older sister, when she was at the high school. I've had Delaney in my ear. She's been a board out for us for the last couple of seasons. And in the lane, McKay Groman. That's her eighth point, too. So nice game for McKay Groman. And I was talking to uh, their dad, Casey Rexroth, the uh, police, or the uh, fire chief here at Monmouth at the college game. After the college game last night, he said there's another Rexroth coming up through. Yeah, Rogan. Rogan's coming up through. He said, I'm hope, I hope you hang out long enough to do Rogan's games too. You'll have all of my kids' games on the air. I was like, I ain't going anywhere. Ain't, unless I get fired, I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what I do without you, Tim. All <laughs> yeah, right. 17-point lead for the Titans with a minute to go. Yoselim Hernandez tried to feed her teammate in the paint. And see, that was Chloe Allen trying to get Allen in the uh, scoring column here. The, the, uh, for the seniors from Amath Rosa, this is going to be their last game here at the shoebox. And Allen, shoot it, Chloe. Yeah, almost got a three-second call. She waited too long. Turn and shoot that thing, Chloe. Here comes the Tornadoes. High dribble by Sophie Kern. Three ball is no good by Sydney Teal, loose on the floor. McKinley Rexroth dives for it. There is four bodies. This, this scene right here is what neither coach wanted to see. Five bodies laying Remember it, take a picture of it, and then I'll remind them after the game. <laughs> see, this is what you didn't <laughs> want to have happen. <laughs> I, there's still 43 seconds, so I don't want to jinx anything, but both teams are getting it out here healthy. I know Brianna Woodard has got a, a couple fingers taped up on one of her hands, but for the most part, Everybody's going to get out of here healthy. And a three-point play opportunity for Avery Stiegel. And she puts the shot home. That gets it down to 15, 55 to 40. And that'll get Stiegel at the free throw line. She's got five points in this fourth quarter. Yeah, it's been impressive to watch. 
Stiegel's got five. Ellie Pompeo's made a couple three-pointers, doubled her three-pointer total in one quarter. And uh, McKay Groman with six points. So. I tell you what, if I'm Ellie, I have a 75% three-point shot, you know, field goal percentage. I never take it I'm never taking another shot. And then when I get older, it's 75%. It don't matter how many I took, it is 75%. It, you know how that goes. <laughs> with each year, she's going to add a couple percentage right. to it. I shot 81% my, my senior year. Well, how many shots did you that. take? Well, it doesn't matter. I shot 81%, <laughs> I, I shot 81%, all right? 81%. That's, that's all you need to know. Oh, well, she's a sophomore. She's going to get a lot more. Yeah. yeah. But my sophomore year, I shot 86% in three-point range. Here comes a steal by Mia Hunter and gets the layup. Mia finish. Hunter with four points in the second half. Getting around really good. That's good to see on the run out there. Yep. She missed some, some time here with a foot injury. McKay Groman gets her shot blocked by Yoselim Hernandez. Three-pointer for Sophie Kern, long two. Foot was on the line for Kern. So that's going to end it. 57. 243, a 14-point win for Monmouth Roseville. A 19-point quarter for the A-Town Tornadoes. That's uh, more points than they almost doubled their point total just in one quarter there. And the Titans have a 15-point quarter. So a good, good, uh, good night for Monmouth Roseville offense. 18 points second quarter, 15 points in the third and the fourth quarter. Uh, for the Titans. So 57-43, that's going to bring this game to a close while our post-game show will start here in three minutes. Back here at the shoebox at Mammoth Roseville High School. This one is in the books. A 14-point win for Mammoth Roseville, 57-43. to Titans go to 24-6, ending the regular season at 24-6. A-Town drops to 18-13. Post-game show sponsored by Laris Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, call Laris Collision Center at 734-1949. Laris Collision Center, professional auto body repair, driver's trust. Joining us on the post-game show, head coach of the Mammoth Roseville Titans, Mr. Scott Weber. Uh, congrats, coach. Thank you. It's always nice to get a win, especially the for the seniors that we just talked about played their last game in the yeah. shoebox. Yeah, and I thought they played pretty darn well, too. Uh, a bunch of them got some buckets there in that, that fourth quarter. Yeah, we you know we started out slow a little bit, and, and I don't know why, but we got to figure that out here sooner than later, right? But uh, I thought we bounced back good with a really strong second quarter, you know, holding them to, what, four or six points, and so that's what we needed to do. And I thought offensively did a lot better things, getting the ball inside to Carmen and letting her take over. I, uh, Ethan and I were talking almost the whole game. You know, both coaches were like, we just glorified scrimmage. Let's just get out of here, we'll get run through our stuff. And then, and then we had up and down. The flow, was, the flow was up and down. There was bodies laying all over the floor, exactly how you didn't want this game to go. Yeah, you know, it, you want to get better, but at the end of the day, you, you want to win a game. Yes, it, but, the but at the end of the day, takes over. you don't want that injury right now that, that hurts you when this game in all essence is meaningless, right, other than a win-loss. But, uh, you know, Coach Dugan and I are great buddies. We talked early in the week that, you know, we were both going to play hard, mm -hmm. but we weren't going to risk any injuries. And so I think you saw late in the game that we both made lots of substitutions, maybe got most of the starters out. Um, but the girls that went in, played hard. They practiced every day. They deserve those minutes just like everybody else. So I was proud of them for going in and taking care of business. Carmen Houston, what a, what a ball game for Carmen Houston. And uh, Ethan has, has named her the mayor of Monmouth because she finishes the best finisher in Warren County, he said, around the rim. Yeah, right now she is. Boys you know, and girls. Early early in the year she wasn't, and, uh, and I just <laughs> yeah. told her down in the locker room, I'm not sure what you're eating right now, but you keep eating that every day. But uh, she's played, played really good. The, about the last four games, she's been the best player by far on the uh, on the court and, and if we can get that effort out of her 
Bree Woodard's got a little injury that we're going to have to deal with, but uh, get Bree to play it at that level that she was at. Um, knocked down a few shots. We're going to be a tough out. Yeah, I started getting a little nervous there when I looked over and, and uh, actually Ethan, Ethan noticed at first uh, Brianna kind of kind of come a little lame there on her on her hand, but ended up coming back in the ball game and played pretty well. Yeah, and I mean it's sore. Um, you know, we we think there she rolled a ligament. I not way way beyond what I'm capable of diagnosing, <laughs> but was told that. Uh, I don't know. I was never athletic enough to get hurt. So. Yeah, well, I never played enough to get hurt. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll take it easy with her. You know, we get three or four days off, get to go on Monday, but uh, really proud of what they did. Yeah, looking ahead, look at, now we can look at Saturday. With both you coaches, we can start. Now we can finally look at the postseason. Uh, you've got uh, you've got Saturday off. You'll take on the winner of Kewanee and Spring Valley Hall on Monday night. And talking to you on Wednesday morning, you're, you're uh, probably going to head up there and watch a little basketball on Saturday. Yeah, we're going to get in here early Saturday. Um, I think the girls would prefer to go later, but we're going to go earlier and uh, get some stuff done, work on some things. We'll have some film on them and uh, work on some stuff. So Monday's not all new, but... And then uh, Loop and I are going to make the road trip up to Spring Valley and watch that game. We've played Kiwani. We haven't seen Hall yet. They've played twice. It's been a close game both times. So uh, get up there and see what they got. And then uh, we're probably going to have some type of walk, walk through or shoot around on Sunday and uh, get ready to go up there and win our game on Monday. You, uh, what do you got? What do you got to do? Make, what do you got to do a little bit better to make a little run here? We just, we got to value possessions better. We, we, we have too many unforced turnovers, and those are killing us. And the farther you go, every turnover becomes that much more important. And we figure out about half a point or a point per turnover. And if you average 20 turnovers, then you're going to give up 10 points. You're giving away 10 points. So we've got to value possession better. We've got to know when to go. We've got to know when to play half-court offense. And that's what we've got to improve on. Well, it's good to see, the uh, like you've already stated, the seniors getting on the floor here for the last time at the shoebox here at Monmouth Roseville High School. And, and they, they go away a winner. So that's good to see. Yeah, they deserve it. Uh, top off a great year in the shoebox. What we lose one game here, maybe yeah. I think, and uh, it's always and fun. That was to Porta, so. <laughs> well, then we lost twice because we got beat by Sherrard. Right, that's right. Sherrard and Porta. That's yeah, but still, two pretty good ball clubs. Yeah, and uh, but just proud of those seniors. Again, I've mentioned it. We talked about them on the air. We talked about them after our game, but uh, they deserve that. All right, Coach. We'll uh, we'll talk to you Monday night at uh, in in Manlius. Is that uh, uh, Valley? Yeah, Manlius. Yeah, yeah, Manlius. I've never been there. I haven't either. So we're gonna be figuring out. How to, <laughs> a good thing Beefy's driving us. Right? <laughs> there you go. I might just follow him. I'm not sure my car could keep up with his bus. No this is problem. But hey, shout out to you guys. Uh, you and Ethan covered a lot of our games, but to the radio station for taking the time to come out and cover us. We appreciate it. Um, obviously, you know, there's not much print around, and so the only way these girls get recognition for what they're doing is from you guys. So we appreciate your guys' time and your guys' calling the games for us. I want to do a bunch more. Well, I will, I'll hopefully you can. <laughs> All right, Coach. Thanks a lot for yep. joining us here. And thanks for coming up. Wins, losses, doesn't matter. You always get you before and, and after the games. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. That's head coach Scott Weber with the Monmouth Roseville Titans. We'll speak with uh, Abingdon Avon coach Mr. Brent Dugan here and get his thoughts on uh, the final regular season game for the uh, for the Tornadoes as well. Coach, uh, thanks for joining us here on the post game show. Uh, I was just talking to Coach Weber. When you come into the ball game, both of you, that's glorified scrimmage. We just want to get out of this, run through some stuff. Next thing I know, a tennis match broke out. There was bodies laying all over the floor. This is exactly like you didn't want it to happen. Well, yeah, and I know Bree got a little bit of a setback there with her injury, and Coach Weber and I talked about that Monday and today, and we certainly didn't want that to happen, although these two teams, uh, Bulls in the China shop at, at times, we knew there was going to be some contact. We were just trying to avoid any major injuries. Uh, we both 
besides Bree, I know we got kind of out of here with being unscathed. And I thought about it in the fourth quarter when some of the, it got, you know, it just got a little more physical. I thought, yeah, that's enough for us. Yeah. I got what I wanted out of tonight. And I know what we need to work on a little bit better. Some, you know, sh just sure some things up. And once we do that, we'll be fine. You were, you've worked with me enough. There was like 43 seconds left. And I, I looked at Ethan and I almost said, well, it looks like both teams are going to get out of here unscathed. And I didn't say it. So <laughs> yeah. the Temple Jinx, Didn't I wasn't even okay. chancing it. Well, that's good. You're, you're learning over the <laughs> years. Know, it takes a while. It takes a while. Uh, what did you like out of your ball club tonight? Well, I, I didn't think we gave up, and I give a lot of credit to that whole fourth quarter of uh, basically a fresh soft team, and then, of course, McKay being senior leadership. And McKay uh, had a nice ball game. She did. She did. I, I told her she needed to move her feet a little bit better on the defensive side, um, and that's something we can sure up. She pushes around on, on Brooke all, all um practice all year for four years actually and tonight I didn't think she was physical enough down low and she let some players kind of push her around which isn't the norm I mean she's kind of she's a little bit unorthodox but she's I think pretty strong because towards the end of that fourth quarter she got a little scrappy she's down a little there. feisty yeah and she will do that she'll get on the floor she's not afraid to do that um, but I did see some things I liked out of her offensively and she went to the to the rim hard and the thing about that sometimes is she's got to have other options and other cutters and we kind of stood around too much on the offense and that's one of the things we got to fix Ellie Pompeo is now uh, three for four shooting the three ball. Uh, Ethan said he would Line. never take another three again. He would he would retire a 75% three-point shooter. No, he would. He definitely, <laughs> I saw him play. He would definitely take a three. He's lying to you. But, uh, yeah, she was uh, 10 feet high on every shot, I think. That ball was going in, uh, you know, 90 mile an hour. But, you know, good for her. I, great, great experience for her. She played pretty darn well in a fresh soft game as well that went overtime, and I think both coaches should be pretty happy about how they had the effort there in that, in that game as well. But I was really pleased with the fourth quarter and how we did things, um, just getting after it and whatever. And that's kind of, you know, if your bottom half's doing that, that's going to make your front half uh, even better. And like I said, we got we got what we wanted out tonight. Uh, Brooke Peeper had a, had a nice ball game, six points all in the first half, and and had some really nice passes again. I've said that a lot. She really passes well. The post. Somebody at the collegiate level is going to get them a really good passing post player. And that's the attraction to her right now. Is, yes. Uh, in my mind, she overpasses, but she does uh, find some nice uh, looking cutters, and 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 that's kind of part of our offense too. That's why we moved her up to the the front, or I'm sorry, the elbow area, so she can kind of identify that the one thing I didn't like about what Brooke did and she already knows this is she doesn't even know there's a left side of the court um, she had a couple <laughs> times she could have just walked in for a left-hand layup which coach Weber's done in scouting over the last four years and never seen her go that direction so um, a little upset about that um, and Brooke, Brooke will take care of that in fact I'm gonna make her eat left-handed tomorrow <laughs> she's gonna have to go left-handed everywhere she goes I don't know how she's gonna get to school but uh, Honestly, that's one of the things we're going to have to concentrate on a little bit better because if one person sees it, there's others out there that will see uh, what she does and doesn't do very well. Postseason time. You open up Saturday night at home at the uh, at Tornado Alley against uh, Illini Central Greenville. What, yeah. Do you know anything about them yet? Yeah, we saw them down at Beerstown, and that's oh, okay. the good, good thing about that oh, Beerstown sure. tournament. Um, and there's 24 teams down there, all 23 besides us. And you get to see a lot of good basketball. You get to see a lot of basketball that you may see later in the year, and, and we were fortunate enough to catch them. Um, in fact, if they would have won one of their games, they would have played us in the next round. So, in essence, avoid, avoided that. But uh, yeah. um, nonetheless, they have a, 
they have a scrappy lineup and they'll be tough for us to guard at times so they play a five out offense and with our some of our bigs and how we put them out there we're gonna have to do some things different and like we did tonight we went from a one three one to a to a three two back to man to man they're late and we'll do that throughout uh the, the postseason and that's one of the things we kind of worked on um, I didn't think we could man this team the way they dribble penetrate, um, just the way Mama Rosso runs her offense and the weave and all that stuff. And then they get the backside cutters with the post. I, I just didn't think we could guard man-to-man -man tonight, and that's one thing I st <clears throat> excuse me, stayed away from there tonight. And just, you know, we put man-to-man -man in late when I didn't have to worry about Bree and Carmen sure. as much. So. Well, we'll see you Saturday night. We're going to be there at the uh, Prairie Communications Sports Network as we get the postseason started. Man, I'm ready. Let's get this postseason started. I, I am too. It, it, both teams look like tonight, like they just want, let's just get to the postseason, man. Yeah, just, it, it was a good game for a quarter and a half, and honestly, that's when I started subbing a little freely, and I'm not making any excuses because, you know, Mount Roseville did the same. Uh, I just don't think our bench is, is as deep, and we miss bunny after bunny if we save, you know, I, I counted 10 at one point in time, and that's when it's a 20-point ball game. Of course, the situation changes uh, – Sure. with us scoring and not scoring and you know they missed some easy shots too and I, again i wish the best for mom roseville i i, I want to see them do a long run uh, as well as i do ourselves because i'm a um, dear friend of coach weber's and i'll help him any way i can if i'm not in it i'll help him as far as he can go he would say the same thing for you coach I know he would. absolutely maybe not maybe not to your face and maybe not on the golf course but he would tell me that well he's going to talk a lot of crap on the <laughs> golf course that's i know the, that already. that's the big thing with this whole thing now it's golf course bragging rights well you know he gets to tee off first <laughs> i get to tee off second if he's beating me right that's so then right. i'm gonna tee off right at him <laughs> right. what i'm gonna i'll take care go. of that i'll take care of that crap talking right there always thinking you're yep, always thinking of right. all right i'll see you saturday night uh get get some rest and get these girls uh, a little bit of rest and we'll see you saturday night we'll do thanks a lot Right. Head coach Brent Dugan with the A-Town Tornadoes well, here on the postgame show. We'll uh, wrap this up by giving you folks the uh, point total here for uh, for both ball clubs. It's sponsored by my sheet there. There we go. Postgame scoring update sponsored by Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank investing in you. Member FDIC first for the A-Town Tornadoes. They were led in scoring. Uh, nobody in double figures. Nine points for Alexia Hunter. Her, her time back. I've seen some uh, Mama Throwsville. Um, um, kids kind of kind of hooking up there with with Lexi Hunter after the ball game as uh, she transferred to Abingdon. They had a nice game tonight, nine points in her old shoebox. Yeah, I was really impressed to watch her. It's almost like uh, what we could have been if she was you know added to our team yeah. uh, this year. But she's a good player. I, I I mean I've been watching her because she was just a year younger than my sister, so I've been watching her for a long time. Uh, and it's, it's good to see her uh, grow into a really good player. Eight points for McKay Groman, also six points for Brooke Peeper. Five points apiece for Avery Stiegel and Emma Gunther. Oh, six points for Ellie Pompeo in there. Two points apiece for Sydney Emmerich and Sophie Kern. Four for eight from the free throw line for the Abingdon Avon Tornadoes. For Monmouth Roseville, they got nine girls in the scoring column, led by 18 points by Carmen Houston. 12 points for Brianna Woodard. Seven points for Tatiana Taliba'a. Five points apiece for McKinley Rexroth and Maddie Gillen on their final nights here at the uh, shoebox. I actually seen some tears down there for some uh, Mammoth Roseville players, their last game at the shoebox. I mean, you remember your last game at the shoebox. I do remember my last game at the shoebox very well. Yeah, four points apiece for Mia Hunter. Uh, just Mia Hunter with four points there. Two points apiece for Mariah Reading, Malia Kelly, and Yoselim Hernandez. Nine of 17 from the free throw line. That's gotta get a little better if you're gonna make a deep run. You better be shooting some pretty good percentage from the field if you're gonna shoot nine of 17 from the free throw line. And they're better than that. They're a 62% free throw shooting team, but it's not tonight. Yeah, they'll improve. We know they will. All right, a couple of awards to hand out. 
Our offensive player of the game brought to you by Ben Olson Country Financial. Planning for a secure financial future takes knowledge and experience to make the right decisions. It's best to work with a professional like Ben Olson to help build a plan for today and tomorrow. Broadcast partner Ethan Sikorska, who you got for the offensive player of the game? Do you even have to ask? <laughs> Give it to the freaking mayor, man. Give it to Carmen Houston. She was awesome tonight. She's going to get offensive player of the game and a key to the city. <laughs> we're going to get old Mayor Davies. We're going to get her a key to the city. Perfect. A defensive player of the game, which is brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office in Monmouth, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. Who's our defensive player of the game? Well, it'd be a crime not to give it to the other end of the Twin Towers, right? I'm going to give it to Brianna Woodard. She had the uh, the assignment of Brooke Peeper, or yeah, Brooke Peeper, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, she pretty much shut her down today. She played really well against her. Uh, you know, that's so, that's a girl who's averaging 16 points a game, and to hold her to uh, what eight? Six. Uh, oh, six. Oh. Yeah, six. That's a great job by uh, Brianna. Yeah, just two field goals for for Brooke Peeper tonight. Uh, good job by Brooke, and she was very unselfish. Brooke was very unselfish with the basketball, like always, and, and you heard. Coach Dugan talk about it. He'd like to see her shoot the ball a little more, but you know, it's just, it's just that's that's Brooks' game, right? I guess you know it's gonna it's gonna translate very nicely at the next level. All right, we'll be back on the air for some more basketball tomorrow night. It's Mama Throwsville Titan Boys Basketball. We'll be on the road at Orion High School. My broadcast partner, Ethan Sikorsky's JV game starts at 5.30. We'll have the varsity up at around 7 o'clock, depending on how long your game takes. It's it's totally up to you on when we get on the air, basically. <laughs> just going to give me a look and say, all right, we're about ready here. Hey, I'll give you a quick little thumbs up, and then you'll know we're good to go. <laughs> our free game show will hit the air at about 6.40 tomorrow night. It'll be on our sister station, Sunday 97.7. WMOI. All right, that's going to do it from the shoebox. Our final time here for the Mama Throwsville Titan girls. They're going to go away winners 57 to 43, 24 and 6 overall. A Town drops to 18 and 13. I'm Sean Temple for Ethan Sikorsky and Caden Rogers engineering tonight's broadcast. You've been listening to Titan girls basketball here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRM. Have a great rest of your evening.